This is Talking Cities, where we'll meet the people leading our cities to a brilliant, equitable and resilient future. ACOM's podcast examines the biggest issues facing our cities in 2020, and we'll bring you face-to-face with those making the tougher decisions on the future of our cities. Welcome to Talking Cities, where we sit down with people who are passionate about creating, shaping and improving the cities we all call home. My name is James Rosenwax, and Sydney, Australia is my home city. I lead AECOM's Buildings and Places business across Australia and New Zealand. AECOM is a global infrastructure company with offices in more than 150 cities around the world. So today we are joined by Alex O'Mara, who is the Group Deputy Secretary of Place, Design and Public Spaces at the New South Wales Department of Planning, Industry and Environment. Welcome, Alex. Hello. Great to have you. Thank you. So Alex has a big job, very well respected in the department. She won't say that herself, but so I've heard. But <laughs> I pay them to send. <laughs> yeah. So Alex leads two of the Premier's priorities, which are greening our city and greener public spaces. Now, she is also tasked with leading the work to reorient the planning system around people, places and communities with a continued focus on greater upfront strategic planning excellence in design, local neighbourhood character and public spaces. Now, Alex is also trained as a lawyer and also has an arts degree majoring in English and Australian literature. That's right. Diversity of view when we're thinking about open space is a good thing. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So Alex and her team are currently championing the Public Space Ideas Competition, which has been run by the Committee for Sydney and the New South Wales Government and supported by AECOM. Now, you can check out the competition's website at www.psic.org.au. The competition is an exciting opportunity to reimagine, inspire, create, include and bring awareness to great public spaces. And entries are open until Friday the 28th of August 2020. So today, we are going to be discussing what makes a great public space and also how the government is helping to deliver more, better quality public spaces for the people of New South Wales. So we've been running this podcast for five seasons now and we do one thing consistently and we always ask people, firstly, what is their favourite city and why? And then secondly, what is their favourite public space and why? So why don't we start with public space? You can tell me about your favourite public space. So what's great about Sydney is there's just so many and in COVID I've you know, really had the opportunity to go and see lots of them. So the People's Loop at Parramatta, this beautiful riverbank at Penrith. But for me, I think at the moment, I'm really loving water. And so I've been doing a lot of walking along, I don't know if you've been on the coastal track from Clovelly. You can go either way, Clovelly to Bronte or Clovelly to Coogee. And um, favourite seat, I mean, again, like it's like picking your favourite child, isn't it? Uh, um, We can have two. I thought I'd give you my favourite one in the last year which I think would be Seoul. And I'd never been to Korea before, went over winter, and just the most exciting city and really interesting what they're doing in terms of public domain, Mm. I think. You know, so many areas that are pedestrianised and outdoor markets. And we were there in the middle of winter. It was freezing and just chock-a-block with people and everyone looking really cool. Everyone's wearing black, like way cooler than me. I'd love to go to Seoul, yeah. but who knows when we'll be travelling. Yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> I know. I know. So hang on to those memories. Yeah. But um, in Malaysia as well, in Kuala Lumpur, they revitalised part of their city with um, a project called the River, River of Life, yeah. um, which was a concrete, coal, but disused, low economic value yeah. and 
you know, naturalised it, brought it to life and, you know, the urban development around it now is transformed that part of the city yeah. um, around the river of life. So, yeah, But it all started with this creek line in, in Seoul, yeah, and it which is, is the first major investment over 11 kilometres. Yeah, um, incredible. It's so, significant. Yeah, really beautiful. And, you know, I think there's lots we could learn from that in Sydney. You know. So what are we going to do? Is it the Alexandra Canal? Yes, and then okay. there's one in Western Sydney as well. Where yeah. I think, you know, actually in Melbourne they're doing some really interesting stuff around yeah. um, returning these sort of disused channels to public domain. Yeah. So, yeah, we're definitely looking at what we can do here. In Sydney? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. There you go. There's a tip for all you engineers and landscape architects and community groups. Yeah. Perhaps some people as part of this public space ideas competition. Oh, look, I'd love Could to be thinking that. about. Yes. yes. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it would be. Some linear open space yep. um, and activation along concrete disused or neglected functional stormwater drains. Okay, so the next question I'm going to ask you is what are the mm. key ingredients? needed to create a great public space? I think the most important thing is people feel welcome. Yeah. You know, that, that they feel that it's a place where they're safe, that it's welcoming, that there's something interesting happening there. So I think it's not always about, you know, that it has to be immaculate or, you know, we call it in the department what we were joking about when we were coming up with scorecards for how you would measure the quality of, of public space. You know, we didn't want it to be about the sort of bubbler test or, you know, because I think there's an element of, you know, people love spaces that probably technically aren't perfect, but there's a sense of charm or character or mm. there's something people love about them. And often I think that's because of the experiences you've had in them. You know, yeah. you remember taking your kids there or you remember going there with your boyfriend or you saw a beautiful concert there. Or And so, mm. you know, I think there's that sense of shared experience in a public mm. space, which is really important. Mm. I went to Wagga recently and they were doing some really interesting stuff about integrating that into this new you know they're building a 45 kilometer active cycleway around Wagga wow incredible and when's that going to be finished oh like they've built the first section it's not a rail trail is it no it's it's cycleway wow yeah and apparently sport tourism is big in Wagga Um, and it's all along the riverbank. It's absolutely beautiful. Wow. And part of it is this sort of First Nations walk. So okay. you can sort of walk along the river and learn more about it. So I'd love to see us do more things like that. So for our international guests, Wagga is W-A-G-G-A. It's a, it's a, it's a regional town in New South <laughs> yeah. Wales, which yeah. is part of your remit. It uh, is. So public spaces, yeah. we have a target to improve the quality of uh, access to quality public space across the state by yeah. 10% by 2023 and some really great stuff happening in regional towns. By 2023? Yeah. yeah. That's just around the corner. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, but fortunately, you know, we've got a great team and I think too, you know, what with COVID we've seen this real moment in time where right across the world people really seeing the value of our public domain Yeah. and you know, such fantastic collaboration happening with local government, with industry, with, you know, the Committee for Sydney, everybody, I think, working really collaboratively about how do we get a better public space outcome. So talking about targets and measuring stuff, so the New South Wales government has undertaken a survey about how communities are using public spaces differently as a result of COVID-19 and the virus to ensure safe physical distancing alongside the ability to exercise. So... Yeah. Have there been any surprising results? Yeah. I mean, I'd, I particularly wanted to thank Gell Architects who let us use their survey. I think um, we've worked a lot with them on our target. And so we sort of remodelled one of their surveys because we were aware that people were using public space differently. And what's interesting to me is half the people surveyed, half the people who responded 
said they spent more time in public space now than before COVID, which is interesting. You know, 72% appreciating local parks more, 96% use public space for personal exercise, 61% cycle more, 72% drive less, 89% use their local streets more in their local neighbourhood. So I think you're really seeing people... I suppose it's a bit like the no fishing off the bridge thing in Australia. Like mm. as soon as you tell people they can't do something, mm. everyone's out there with the fishing rods. And I think <laughs> we saw the same thing with public space, that when you weren't allowed out, we really understood what that adds to our daily life. Yeah, so take it away. Take it away and, you know. See people's people. response to it. And and so, about, yeah, yeah, and I think for us it's how do we really build on that sense of momentum, mm. like that, that sort of real valuing of public space. No, I think more column inches are written on public space now than maybe ever before. So we really think it's important for us to try and capture that sense of value and build from there. Absolutely. So was, was this a survey that uh, Gell had designed? Uh, yeah, so it's a global survey that they had developed and we contextualised it for New South Wales with their permission and right. just got it out as quickly as we could. And it's still open. So is, yeah. it, is it an online survey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's online and... Yeah, the last count, I think we had over a 1,000 people responding, but it's still open. So will they find that on Department of Planning's yep, website? Yeah, Department of Planning website. Open Space what, Survey, Google yep. it, I'm sure you'll get there. Absolutely. And look, the other thing we're doing is this social pinpoint map, which is part of this grant fund we put out called Streets and Shared Spaces. So that was put out really quickly in response to covid when we recognised that people, because of social distancing and because of the lockdown you know, we're out in streets more often. How could we provide immediate funding to councils to make those spaces, you know, more usable by people? Um, and at the same time, we put out this social pinpoint map to ask people to tell us, you know, which places do I love, which places can we improve, and great streets in my area. And we got, you know, 13,000 visits from that. So, again, like just trying to get a sense of what are people like and where can we do better, and particularly at the moment. People are just promenading. People are just liking walking. They are. Um, they are. And, you know, when you think about those cities in Europe, like, you know, that were built around, you know, the public square and the promenade, like, I just think that's so interesting, you know, that that's something that's really important to people, I think, to yeah. be out and to be seeing other people and yeah. stopping for a chat. In all my career, I'm a landscape architect actually really? by training. Yeah. So I've been practising for about 23, 24 years now. Oh, wow. And I've never seen a state government talk so much about open space as they are right now, the New South Wales government is right now. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of big announcements from the government about public space. Can you tell us a bit about these announcements and what's driving them? You know, because the government's always talked about health, childcare, um, mm -hmm. infrastructure, but not so much open space. It's been a, a warm and fuzzy thing on the side. Well, I think it's because generally across government there's been more of a, a recognition that place is important and I think public space is fundamental to great places and it took us a while to kind of work that out. I think local government maybe got that a long time before state government did. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I think if you think about, say, Jan Gell and his sort of idea about first start with life and then spaces and then, you know, the buildings come later, I think, you know, cities, particularly like Sydney where, you know, there is a lot of growth happening, our population's rising, I think there was maybe more development than people were happy with and they wanted to understand, well, what was the impact going to be on them? 
And so really I think the Premier set the tone. Like she was the first ever Minister for Public Space, um, Rob Stokes. And I understand from Ethan Kent, who's based in New York, that he's not aware of a public space as a minister anywhere else in the world. No. And this Premier's priority around improving the quality of access to public space within 10 minutes walk by 10% by 2023. I mean, that's a pretty aspirational kind of task. Sure is. I mean, we were literally waking up at night going, how are we going to do this? Yeah. But actually we're ahead of target. Are you? Yeah, and I think that's because councils, business... Want it. They want it. The yeah. community wants it. Um, Who's going to fight you on public space? Right. No one. And so, <laughs> you know, and, and even if you look at business, I mean, Ethan Kent was great. He was talking about public space as the new anchor tenant. And it was really interesting. Last year I went and gave a talk. Uh, it was actually a, a conference for valuers. And it was me, the guy from AMP Capital, and Andy Hoyne from Hoyne in Sydney. And we all got up and said the same thing. Public space is really important even if you're thinking about commercial returns. Um, And I think understanding that it is so fundamental to creating places where people want to invest, where they want to live, where they want to hang out on the weekend. And I think a big focus too from government on collaboration, trying to be more collaborative with local councils, with community, and right across government too, not just in planning, so in transport as well, big focus on place and Mm. trying to get better place outcomes. So that's exciting for us. So with that kind of you know, lever of a Premier's priority, it means that you can, I think, within government really push that kind of public space agenda in maybe, yeah. in a way maybe that wasn't possible before. And it, it's meant that we can do things like the public spaces ideas competition that's happening now. I think that's fabulous. Yeah. And a great collaboration with lots of different sectors. We did the Streets of Shared Spaces program. So that was a collaboration with Transport. And that, we stood that up in a month, you know, money out the door to councils. I mean, that was so oversubscribed. You know, I think we got over 130 councils applying for funding. And that's really looking at how can we do better high streets? Mm. And I think we could do high streets a lot better than than we currently do. Mm. I think often they're still very dominated by cars Mm. and they could be spaces where people are sitting outside, you know, eating at night or having Mm. a coffee or, you know, even if you see those... I don't know if you've ever been to Haberfield, but there's those old Italian guys who play bull on yeah. the main street and yeah. like that real sense of a um, place for people to come together. Yeah. What else are we doing? We did a lot of kind of car-free stuff during the lockdown. So yeah. we did the People's Loop at Parramatta Park. We did car-free Centennial Park. We opened up Fern Hill for the first time to the community. And we did this great collaboration with the City of Sydney and Transport to further pedestrianise George Street. Tell me about that. So So that's sort of from, if you look at Town Hall, down towards Chinatown. So Transport and the City had been working on that for a long time, but it was really just this moment where we were like, right, let's go for it. And so our Minister and the Lord Mayor announced that we would move to further pedestrianise that permanently, which is just fantastic. One of my other favourite public spaces in Sydney is Carriage Works because yeah. I just love that. You can go down and get a coffee and you can see some art and buy some tomatoes and, you know, everybody's out there just yeah. hanging out together. It's great. So it's how to create those memories and that's where arts and culture comes in, isn't Absolutely. it, really? Yeah. You know, so you don't have to design the perfect public space no. technically, as you, as you said in your opening. It's, yeah. I think arts and culture plays a really important overlay. A really important part. And that's why I think Western Sydney, there's some really fantastic stuff happening. Okay, so we've talked about some really nice, well-known public spaces in the Pean River out at Penrith mm. and the coast in Sydney and the harbour in Sydney. Yeah. What about some of those spaces that we created in the 80s, you know, in suburbia? 
yeah. that you know housing turns their back to their mm. typically drainage corridors yeah. with we've got to think about them too haven't we at the same time oh look absolutely and i think i mean that's one of the things when you think about the target the amount of public space is not an issue for Sydney. No. I mean, if you think about Sydney, it's really a city built in a park. Yeah. We've got green space all over the city. Yeah, we do. Some of it's amazing, but some of it is really crap. Yeah, it's and, really crap. Let's not be around the bush. You know, there are <laughs> those, lots of those. The thing I hate the most is that one block public space with the park bench in it that we've got them all over Sydney where you never see anyone in those blocks of land. Actually, I saw my council do something really interesting with one of those last year. It's around the corner from my house. I'd never seen anyone in it for 10 years. Yeah. And I don't know how much it cost them, but they turned it into half a basketball court, a tiny little playground, a community herb garden, a street library, and now it is chock-a-block for people. And, you know, I'd love to see with this ideas competition, you know, what we can do with those spaces because... Most of them are nestled in little communities all over the city, you yeah. know, so they're really spaces where the community could really own, well, what do we want this space to be like? Could be a community garden, could be a place for your kids to hang out, you know, I just, yeah. I think we need to be a lot more creative about what could we do with those spaces. And yeah. I mean, and then we've got other spaces where, you know, they're big spaces, they're behind fences. Yeah. You know, why are they behind fences? Yeah. That's sort of, I mean, there's lots of work within government to look at what land do we hold that really could be returned to the community as public domain and why aren't we doing that? And yeah. Actually, Melbourne Water was doing some really interesting stuff about this where they mapped all the land they held and they put it on their website and they said to community groups, if you want to use this land, that's fine. We'll just sign an MOU. You have to get insurance. And I yeah. think it costs them 100 bucks or something. And then they just make that land available to yeah. community groups. I mean, yeah. they'd love us to just do something like that. Now, public space ideas competition, we've talked a bit about that brought to us in collaboration with the Committee for Sydney and your um, Department of Planning. And now, if you could submit an idea, what would it focus on? What would it be? Well, like I said, I mean, I think those little one-block parks, I'd love someone to come up with a brilliant idea for how we activate those cheaply. What is the way that a council that doesn't have a lot of money can really turn that into something that's useful? I think if we could come up with a model for that, we would activate so much more space across the city because yeah. it's just peppered with those. Yeah, that's a great challenge. You know, the cheaper the better because, yeah. as I said to you, one of the issues for councils and for state government is paying for the upkeep. So how do you do it in a way that gets the community involved? Yeah. And I think the other one for me is that one about the channels that you've talked about. I mean, I, we've got lots of concrete channels I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could do some rewilding of those or turn them into public domain? And yeah. I think with a lot of this stuff, you've just got to start somewhere with a pilot and build from there. So I'd love to see a great idea on that. Um, There's a great challenge. Alex, it's been great to have you. Pleasure. Thank you for coming in. No, anytime. It's been so, great to talk to you. You too. So the Public Spacious Ideas competition, um, you can check out the competition website at www.psic.org.au. Now, entries are open until Friday the 28th of August 2020. Now, there's going to be winners announced for the following award categories. So firstly, the best public facility idea, So that could be a community centre or a library, the best open space idea, the best street idea, the best temporary or low-cost public space idea, which we just talked about, uh, and the best resilient public space idea as well. So I hope we've given people out there, listeners, some creative fodder to get out there and be inspired to create an idea. It doesn't have to be complicated to do. It's a really great 
website. It's very easy for people to enter. Absolutely. And I had a, a colleague say she was going to get her kids to do some ideas. And yeah. we'd love to see, you know, yeah. entries from different age groups be great to see what kids want to see in their public spaces yeah my kids just want to see more soccer fields there you go <laughs> all weather there you go all right Alex all right. thank you Thanks very so much thanks so much pleasure well, that's all we've got time for this episode. If you're interested in reading more about the interview, check out the show notes for some interesting links. If you enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe, leave a review, or of course, you know, tell your friends. Take care of each other, stay safe and sane, and goodbye. 